Jackson. Hey, Zach. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a lovely Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of overcast. It gives me like actual fall feels out there. Yeah, it's nice. And it's not 80. Yeah. Which is wonderful. It's mid-October. Yeah. It was which... Halloween last night. <laughs> Ooh, you did see Halloween, the new one. Yeah. I think we'll get into that. Okay. I haven't seen it, so you can't spoil anything. Uh, okay. Even though I have a feeling <laughs> I know how it goes down, but... Uh-huh. I listened to, uh, the, I pre-ordered the soundtrack, so it downloaded the day before the movie came out, and I listened to it, so Opens just based spoiler. on, like, track titles, I was like, okay, I think I know what, what's going on here. <laughs> the soundtrack can actually spoil a lot. It can, yeah. Uh, which is always risky to dive into that first, but Yeah, but, like, if John Carpenter releases new music, I'm going to listen to it. I forgot he's doing the soundtrack for yeah. that. That's fun. He produces it, too, right? Um, I think his name is on it as a producer. I like don't think he's like quote, too quote. involved. Yeah. Although this movie takes a lot from like some of his other work, which I thought was interesting. Huh. I'm excited to watch it. Uh, we're watching it today. Nice. So I'll You're just watching that. it on Peacock. Yeah. Because yeah. you go to the, yeah, you went to the yeah, theater. Of course I went to the I theater. Know, went to the theater. <laughs> I'm yeah, a fucking punk bitch. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> well, to take away from that tension, hi Jamie. <laughs> Hello. I didn't think I was allowed to speak until spoken to. So. God, that's really dark that you just have that established already. I this know my place as a woman. Podcast based in Utah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, our other wife is upstairs. Yes. Not making a sound because she knows better. Yeah. Okay. She has not been addressed, so she can't speak. <laughs> She's focusing She's like, on ovulating right now. She's like Harry Somebody Potter. Somebody has to. It's not going to be me. <laughs> She's like Harry Potter when the you know the Dursleys have guests. He's upstairs, not allowed to speak. Hmm. Pretend he doesn't exist. Well, he's actually not even upstairs. He's in the hutch underneath the stairs. I thought they performed in the that was, bedroom. Yeah, he wouldn't. That was later. Bedroom. Yeah, after he found out he can do pew pews with his magic wand. Yeah, and they're afraid of him. They don't. They don't yeah. know he's not allowed to use magic outside of school. Exactly. God, did you even read the books? No. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. No, um, especially in today's climate. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. that bitch, by the way. It's rough. It's real rough that she sucks so much. She's just a terrible that she person. That she sucks so much. I hope she doesn't. No. Maybe that's why she's so upset. She needs. What if to that's why she some. was canceled? <laughs> she needs she to get sexing. Some? Somebody like no, I mean like somebody like leaked her sex, and they're just like way overboard. And we're all like, ew, gross. <laughs> like not even. A, like, well, I mean, I feel like that's just like the last several novels she's produced. Gross, Joanna. <laughs> get it together. Has she written other novels? Oh yeah. So, um, really quick aside. So she has a pen name that's Robert Galbraith or something to that effect. So oh, she has cool. like a whole series of books about this, like that are like detective novels. Cool. Um, and after like the, I think the second or third one came out, it was like, LOL JK. It's actually JK Rowling. <laughs> LOL JK. Uh-huh. See what I did there? <laughs> that's a signature. Um, but the last like two, three have had like a lot of like very like turfy undertones. Trans- I mean, do they actually, or yes. are we projecting? No. Because we know it's her. Okay. No, like actually. So the most recent one that like just came out a few weeks ago uh-huh. is about an author that got canceled because she was a, <laughs> a turf. <laughs> That's really funny. And then got murdered. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah. So she, and um, just this past week, like some tweets came out. They're like, oh, like how do you feel about you know a whole audience like not wanting to buy your books and you know all of that? Like, do you feel like a piece of shit? And she mm-hmm. was like. No, my royalty checks are making me feel actually quite good. Oh, good for her. <laughs> so she's doubled down. Um, we, we don't know her. <laughs> Just rough. I didn't know Voldemort was based on her. You know, that's the plot twist I didn't see coming. That's what makes the whole thing Surprise. so interesting. <laughs> Is she wrote this whole book series about, like... And became her own villain. Yeah, well, I mean, because all those books, what I liked about them is they were about the idea of, like, 
ideologies that we thought are in the past but are very much alive and well right. and sort of like subcultures and can easily come like bubbling back to the surface and how easily entire governments can be like wrapped up in that like it was right. and it's so fascinating <laughs> oh yeah yeah she would be calling them mudblood <laughs> and that's, that's the most ironic thing about all this is that she would be on voldemort's side she'd be the death eater yeah no 100 percent. she'd be uh beatrix Right? Bellatrix. Bellatrix. You were close. Beatrix. Beatrix. <laughs> That's what her name would be. It's the cousin. MC Beatrix. <laughs> but not I would pay an cool. exorbitant amount to see that set. <laughs> Beatrix is clearly the number two person on the tier. Like, way, you know, in the back. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's no, one. She, she's Beatrix. no Malfoy, that's for sure. Yeah. Enough about that, though. Enough she's, about Harry Potter. She doesn't have beautiful hair like Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Luscious locks. Yeah. Um, enough about Harry Potter. We yeah. are now here to talk about Fight Club. <gasps> I you know. said it. I know. I know. Zach. I. There's two rules. <laughs> There's eight, first of all. <laughs> and the first two are both, don't fucking say a word about it. <laughs> so Brad Pitt gave up. a rule for every ad he had in this movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let's just be real. Poor Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, poor Brad Pitt. This fucking eight-pack walking around in this movie. He probably didn't eat for weeks. <laughs> probably didn't, honestly. He probably had a terrible Dehydrated diet. as fuck. Yeah, yeah, that too. He's just delirious. Um, We've seen Fight Club a bunch. Yeah. What are your a thoughts bunch. on Fight Club? <laughs> I love Fight Club. Do you? Yeah, I think Fight Club's a great movie. I think so, too. It's it's just kind of this wild... I still don't really know what the message is from it, but I think I kind of like that. Besides mm -hmm. the fact that like he kind of... Obviously, it's him like coming to the terms with that he's like happy or unhappy with his current life situation. Uh -huh. He's currently unhappy going to work, doing nothing, being boring. He can't yeah. sleep. He's just lost pretty much all motivation in life he's just going through the motions right well i think if you especially if you read the book as mm. well um do. the the a major theme is about how fascism mm -hmm. grows with like disenfranchisement of like working people and then there's this whole you know mra thing going on here mm -hmm. that i think is being like criticized by the book in the movie but a lot of the people that get like activated by the movie or just see that as like oh this cool thing yeah <laughs> that sounds about right so it's like it's a movie that's a little troublesome because it's got a real problematic following yeah kind of like like rick and morty <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of like a lot of media like that. They 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 find the one extreme aspect of it and they cling to it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's I don't know. I think it's really interesting. I love um, if you just look at it in terms of David Fincher um, as a filmmaker. It's so early in his filmography. Uh, after you know he, he had his whole Alien Three debacle, mm -hmm. and then he made Seven, which is great. Yes. Um, but like he was also he was a guy who was wealthy from directing commercials before he even. Just wild. Became a film director. Oh, that's um, fun. Him and Michael Bay were like working for this company, and like these guys who are just like hotshot, like music video mm -hmm. and um, commercial directors. And then the the bringing his style to this movie, he's like making a commercial for Anarchy, the way you would make a commercial for like Pepsi. Right. Mm. And I think that's really interesting. It's also him like criticizing. It's like it's an ideology like anything else. There's nothing really revolutionary about it. Yeah. He's kind of like shitting on. The idea of anarchy while making this movie. I think it's interesting. Yeah. No, he's kind of making fun of like everybody in the room type yeah. of thing, um, which is fantastic. I uh, love David Fincher. He's a fucking maniac. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Movies are all super wild. Um, seven is. I actually think I just watched Seven for the first time in a long time for your guys' podcast. Mm -hmm. And I just forgot how like just good it is, like how it draws you in. Yeah. No, I actually think you just had me watch that just to watch it. I don't think we did a thing. Did we? 
Seven? No, no, we didn't. Seven was a podcast. Did we cover seven? I don't think so. I'm almost certain we didn't. Huh. I thought you did like a Fincher. No. I think we talked about it for the Batman. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Okay. Uh, we watched uh, Zodiac. Yeah. That's so we've fun. we've talked about Fincher a little bit, actually. Yeah. That was fun. And when I first like oh, was Zodiac's on disability, fun. I needed shit to watch. So I was like, can I just get like a short list of things that you, you think I should watch? And the first thing he was like, you need to watch seven today. <clears throat> and mm. so I did. Fair. Now, Jamie, how did you feel about, <clears throat> about Fight Club? So I came into this fully fucking blind. Yes. I Which knew... is shocking. What? What? So you didn't know... I knew nothing. She, I, I didn't know <laughs> So, like, here's a funny story about that. In the beginning, we you know when they have Brad Pitt's character flash for the first time, I was like, I was like, oh, look, did you see it? Like, oh, you almost fucking spoiled him. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought she at least knew the plot twist. So. No, I had no idea. Because it's like the sixth sense, right? Everybody knows the plot twist. Mm-hmm. Uh. But even... Okay, to even that point, so really quick aside for the sixth sense thing, I've also never seen the sixth sense, so I have no context for knowing that Bruce Willis is alive. All I know is that he's alive. And out no shit about shit. He's not alive. <laughs> That's what I meant. He was dead. <laughs> I know. She's still good. She, she can Spoil- watch that one, too. Spoil- <laughs> right. All I know is for sure he is alive. <laughs> That's all I could base my personality. Yeah, my entire personality is... Watching the movie and her entire worldview crumbles. Like... <laughs> I just start bawling. <laughs> um, no, so I knew nothing about this movie. The only thing I knew was like, oh, the first horror about Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. That's all mm-hmm. I fucking knew. Yeah. That was my only ref- point of reference like to this movie. It's a stupid boy movie for boys. Exactly. <laughs> like that, that's 100%. I was no like, girls what? allowed. <laughs> I thought this was just going to be some weird sausage fest. I was not. I mean, it kind of is, but. <laughs> yes. I wasn't expecting. bottom Carter's in there. Yeah. I was not expecting there to be like an actual theme <laughs> like that mattered. Um, I was ill prepared. So yeah, in the beginning when that little bit of him flashes, he was like, Oh yeah, like when you saw this in the theaters back in nineteen ninety nine, ain't nobody actually like registered that he was there. Um, because he we paused it. Um mm-hmm. and then I was like, Okay, I don't get it. <laughs> like... And then yes. Zero chills. <laughs> yeah. I just thought she knew that Blotch was ending and then it was she goes, no. What does that have to do with anything? I'm like just watch the movie. Like, oh, <laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. No, and then, like, somewhere in, like, the first third <laughs> where they explain that, like, one of his odd jobs, because, like, the, his <laughs> Brad Pitt's main job is, like, a soap salesman, um, mm-hmm. is that, like, one of his odd jobs that he does is he does the real changes at the movie theater. He was a projectionist. Thank you. I couldn't think of that was called. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's a word. I don't know it. Um, but he would, like, put in, like dicks randomly in the middle of the movies mm-hmm. and i was like oh how cute like they put him in like he would put a dick into a movie oh that's good that saves it yeah so that's where my dumb ass brain went oh no that's good <laughs> yeah that's good. And so I, proceeded I was like to oh that's clever yeah. like then i didn't think of it again until the actual last what 20 minutes mm-hmm. um and then i was like oh shit uh, he was never actually there <laughs> also spoilers for a almost 30 year old movie well they should have watched it already if they're here this that, is on them fair yeah. Not much. I'm like, it was on the me. sixth sense too. We also spoiled the sixth sense. <laughs> that one we should apologize for. That was Which a blind side. Came out in the same year, <laughs> and was an early uh, hard lesson in being a film geek for me, because I rented it from Blockbuster with my family. Uh, how old I would have been eleven, <laughs> and we were watching it. And in the middle of the movie, I was like, I think Bruce Willis is a ghost. <laughs> and my dad, because he was like, what? And I was like, well the whole thing starts with him getting shot. And if you like, we never see him actually talking to anybody. He's only talking to the kid. Mm-hmm. He's just in rooms with people. And my dad said, that's stupid. That's <laughs> stupid. Got to the end of the movie. And I was like, it's pretty fucking stupid, huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
You were the smartest back then. <laughs> then you got sent to your room with no sound. <laughs> I just understood film language from a very young age. See, the worst part is, is that like we're probably gonna like in a year watch The Sixth Sense for one of these and be like totally forgotten and be like, wow, whoa, holy shit, he was dead. Coming. He's a whole ass ghost. <laughs> He's ghosting around. Doing ghosty shit. Uh, um. Yeah. So, anyways. So, yeah, I had no idea what the fuck this was about. I literally just assumed this was about boys a fighting. Fi- a fight club. <laughs> Technically, you're still not wrong. It is about boys fighting. No, yeah. absolutely not. It's about a search for meaning in a meaningless world. That's right. Exactly. And also, like, um, y- y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. This was kind of giving me, like, the most lightweight, like, purge vibes. Insofar as, like, these people, like, are so sick of, like, their everyday shit. And, mm-hmm. like, they need to, like, get their, like, rocks off in some way, shape, or form. And so, like, that's why they beat the shit out of each other is to, like, feel something. Not necessarily, like... Is like, that what the purge is about? Kind of. Oh. Like, that's the whole point of the purge is to, like, to, like, cleanse people of the bad juju in their bodies so that they don't commit crimes normally. So they have a day to commit crime. Or eight hours or however long it is. It's 24 hours. Sure. Yeah. I haven't seen any of those in a billion years. No. That's why I never would have made that association, but it's it's fair. Okay. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) I see Fight Club being like baby purge. Purge is first Like the most, like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It starts at the place where we can openly beat each other to a pulp. Mm-hmm. Right, and like, it's Why accepted. not just start killing each other? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. I think there's a really interesting exploration of, like, men's inability to be emotionally vulnerable. Yes. And it's easier for mm-hmm. them to be physically... Like, it's easier for them to get the shit beaten out of them than it is for them to open up to cry. emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Right, because, like, that's kind of, like, the whole thing, right? Is that, like, you know, the main dude... What's his... Do we know his name? Uh, no, Edward. his name is Narrator. Okay, great um yeah so oh yeah and then like he always has a different name on his name tag yeah um so yeah the narrator dude like his whole thing is like he doesn't feel anything like at all eddie norte yeah and that's why he like gets addicted to going to these like um like support groups and shit which is bananas yeah (laughs) um and like i've definitely like read like other books and stuff like where that's like a thing and like i i'm sure that there's people in real life that do that (laughs) probably um and that's kind of bananas to me, <laughs> but like, you know, to each their own, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like to feel something else, then he like meets a different version of himself, I guess, where he like rationalizes that. Yeah, and a, makes a guy he thinks is super cool, the like idealized version of himself. Right. Yeah. And that broke my brain a little bit at the yeah. end because I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, you should. Like, if you were going to design yourself, you'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah, I look like a late 90s Brad Pitt. I would Absolutely. be so much hotter, for sure. <laughs> I would also have an eight-pack if I could design late myself. Nine, yeah. <laughs> late 90s Brad Pitt. Uh, it's it's super fun watching the movie back, like, knowing the ending, because mm-hmm. it is very much like Brad Pitt never interacts with anybody. You never see him talk to anybody. Yeah. Like, he's always just kind of He's always there. telling them, like, don't tell people about me. Exactly. I <laughs> right. like, in the moment, you're like, that's pretty fucking weird. This is a weird relationship. <laughs> but... <laughs> And then in the end, yeah, and it's just like he, or he's given a speech to the in general yeah. um, like audience the or whatever. Right. and then But it turns out to be him. Yeah, yeah. Norton's either well, standing next to him, or he's yeah. like, sometimes I envision me watching him yeah. um, do it. It's like an out-of-body experience. It's really fun. Like, it's it's hidden in a very good way. Yeah. Because they just build him up as this mysterious cult leader. Yeah. And it kind of adds to his, like... Like, I was bamboozled. I, had, I did not know until the end. <laughs> and I, I literally was like what like full like child wonderment <laughs> Zach was like are you ser- fucking shitting me right now you had no idea and I was like no <laughs> yeah it's 
fun. Which makes his like his fucking whole demeanor, Edward Norton's demeanor in that movie, just means he's like legit, just this psycho. Yeah, he's crazy. Can you imagine like dealing with him? No. Immediately and like no. one day you dealt with Tyler Durden, and the next day you're dealing with the narrator, yeah. and you're just, he's like just contradicting himself, and you're like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Exactly. Or like, but well, when you're watching the movie, you just think everybody around him is an asshole from the way they're reacting to it. No, literally, I was like, wow, like this guy kind of has it rough. <laughs> and fucking poor Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, <laughs> this poor bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, She's like, why are you acting like this? You just gave me the dick down of the century. <laughs> now you're acting like you want to kill me? Yeah. And like, he's just aggressively like, have we ever had sex? And she's like, uh. Do <laughs> you want to call it? <laughs> I like when Brad Pitt comes to the door and he's wearing fucking uh, dishwashing gloves. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to turn? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't want to know what's going on in there, but thumbs up. Whatever. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. Yeah. Household appliances. Um, I was going to say. I was going to say something else. I forgot. I don't even know. I don't know either. <laughs> well, continue with your notes. Because you always take notes in these movies. And I'm very curious to know like, your She's process. has got like three notes on that page. I didn't have a time to write down. Because like, I was busy There's having four. my brain blasted a little bit. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> but the concept of single-serving friends <laughs> was really interesting to me. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, you know... You know, I've, I've been on an airplane or five, um, and, you know, sometimes, especially if you're, like, not on a plane, like, with other people, if you're flying by yourself, like, it is interesting the conversations you have with people next to you. Um, I don't know if you've ever taken a conversation with a stranger on an airplane. No, airbuds in, yep. reading a book, don't fucking talk to me. Yep. <laughs> so, generally, same. Um, but there's been a few... In public in general. <laughs> don't I mean, approach me. Again, generally, same. But I, I think I just have one of those faces where people just, like, want to start talking to me. And, like, I just I, – I don't know how to say no. Mm. So then I'm just like, mm-hmm. Um, but I have a, a story of – so one time I was – I was probably, like, 21, 22. Um, I was flying either to or from – I was com- coming home from Idaho. I was 21 at the time. Um, I was helping my friend pick out her wedding dress and this, that, and the other. Um, I had to, like, sprint through security because, like, my flight got delayed and, like, it was a whole thing. Anyways, I get on my plane – and then we're, I was supposed to have like a direct flight from Boise to San Francisco and ended up like my flight getting changed. I had like an eight hour layover at LAX and didn't get home until like two in the fucking morning. Giant pain in the ass. Anyways, so on my way from LA, um, I, we get on the plane and we're like taxiing for like 45 minutes and this old lady next to me, she like motions for me to like take my earbuds and I was like, fuck. Like, cause I thought I was in the clear at this point. Cause it'd been like 45 minutes. I was like, she has not engaged. Cause she like kind of looked like she was going to a couple of times. And I was like, please don't, please don't, please don't. Mm-hmm. But anyways, she ends up doing this whole like tarot card reading on me. We ended up having like a fucking like conversation the rest of the ride home, like on our way, like to San Francisco. She, I have her phone number still. Uh, she texted me for weeks afterwards. <clears throat> Pass. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but again, never after the first like three weeks, like never heard from her again. And like, she would just like text me and be like, Oh, I hope like this, like she died. I have no idea. Oh. She's found a new buddy to read cards with. Probably. <laughs> she was um, claimed by the dark forces of the tarot. Well, yeah. Like she would like update me and be like, Oh yeah. Like I pulled this card for you. And like, this like, <laughs> well, the cards really good. And then like, because I like stopped engaging, I think she just changing my number. <laughs> stop. Look, I've had the same number since I was 12. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going there. Cause otherwise I would have, um, but yeah, no, like, and like, that's not the first time or the last time that I've had a conversation with someone on a plane and then like, just never. Did you make her up? Is she even real? Probably not. Maybe I. That's your Tyler dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's an old lady that reads tarot on the plane. And just She's the witchy lady I've always wanted to be. <laughs> 
just text you randomly, and then you eventually be like, eh, I'm over that phase. And she disappeared. But I do text myself, so that is a thing. See? Mostly yeah. just reminders for, like, oh, on my way home, like, do this. But... <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Uh, we did get to see Jared Leto. Another yeah. ill-fated Jared Leto yeah, moment. Yeah, uh, bleached blonde hair. With his... And bleached eyebrows? Yeah. <laughs> Which should be illegal. Not a good look. Nobody should bleach their eyebrows. Looks like a Lannister. No, it was such a bad look that apparently they needed to beat his face in. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair... Just wanted to destroy something beautiful. I just wanted to destroy something beautiful, and I chose Jared Leto. <laughs> I feel bleached. like Jared Leto does have, like, a punchable face. Yeah. That's why he's good in American Psycho, too. Have you seen American Psycho, right? I've seen Psycho. I've not seen American yeah. Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen this thing with a word in it. Yeah. <laughs> Adding it to the list. So you haven't with um, Christian Bale? Oh, wait. No, I have. Uh, I oh forgot. It's also just been 100 years. Got me all excited. I thought we got to watch American Psycho for the first time. Uh, I can pretend like I've never seen it. It's probably not hard, actually. <laughs> you forgot that Jared Leto's in that. Yeah. And he gets axed. <laughs> yeah. I did forget he was in it. So Paul to, Allen. Uh, oh, what's he playing? Paul Allen. Oh, uh, Hip to Be Squared. Yeah, Hip to Be Squared. Puts on a he clear his whole, raincoat. Uh, yeah, his whole Huey Lewis in the news. That's right. Oh, that's Jared Leto in that movie. Yes. Ooh, okay. He also Mario. has the other business card that looks very pretty, I think. That's yeah. how his hatred begins for him. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. I've now picked up what you put down. I, 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 to be fair, I haven't seen that movie since we first started dating, and that was like a billion years ago. So. That was like a billion years ago. It's almost like 10. Almost 10. Almost 10. All right, so any other thoughts on uh, this movie of Fight Club? Um, let's see. Uh, lead salad is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in a while. Um, <laughs> Give you a lead salad. <laughs> Can we talk about meatloaf? We could definitely talk about meatloaf. The man, the meat, the loaf? <laughs> yeah. He's Bob, right? Yes. Yes. His name is Robert Paulson. His yeah. name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> the guy with the nut cancer. We could definitely and talk about titties. Bob. And the bitch tits. <laughs> and the bitch, yeah. big Thank old bitch tits. <laughs> Bob had bitch tits. <laughs> Me and Bob have a lot in common. <laughs> I cried into his bitch tits and babies don't sleep this good. <laughs> God. The movie has so much just uh, hidden shit about like pent up aggression yeah. being least. That's really anyway. what it's about, yeah. Um, yeah. Inability to express yourself in a healthy way. <laughs> Which is honestly one of the most 1990s things I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, honestly, it's the most like... <laughs> Just self-aware. Direct, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Czech Palahniuk writes really interesting stuff about just masculinity and mm-hmm. social constructs. and Well, it's even like Woodstock 99. I don't know if you've seen that documentary on HBO. Mm-hmm. It, I highly advise watching it. It's an amazing like behind-the-scenes look at Woodstock 99 and just how fucking bonkers that was. Because uh-huh. it goes wrong in every way possible. Every way possible. But basically the general concept behind that was like the big bands in 99 were like Limp Bizkit and um I forget who else they like had. fucking corn like yeah like a lot of <laughs> a lot of like just angry fucking rap metal weird thing yeah. but basically the crowd that was listening to it was exactly the people who joined Fight Club so I'm gonna give you really quickly the Woodstock 1999 lineup <laughs> great um let's see uh, Metallica, Rage Against the Machine, Alanis Morissette, Dave Matthews oh, Band, Morissette. Kid yeah, Rock, Dave Matthews, Kid Rock. Yeah, like the shit was nuts. Um, like, uh, let's see who else was there. Do, 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 do. Did it actually like go? Cheryl on, Crow. Or... It went yes. on, oh, and okay. it was Moby was there. Oh, cool. Uh, Buck Cherry, um, Lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been vibing with. 
uh, let's see here. Uh, Wyf- Wycliffe Jean, uh, Fat Boy Slim. Um, I think DMX was there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It's the wildest lineup you've ever heard. It's just people who were popular in the 90s. Literally. <laughs> like every Ice Cube. None of those surprised me. Uh, Ice Cube surprised me surprised me a little bit. <laughs> Muse. It, he was a, this is past Anaconda. I would Red have Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> yeah, of course. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Oh, that's cool. Split stock. Yeah. It was, it, it's very interesting because I just talked about the crowd it brought, which was just that pent up. A group of literally everybody. Like, yeah. anger-filled people, and then they just unleashed it on this fucking place in New Jersey. It was like this weird old airstrip in New Jersey, so the ground is all blacktop. It's 100 and something degrees. People are passing out. Yikes. They're charging, like, an expensive amount for water. Yeah. Um, Gotta turn a profit. Exactly. But Next. it's all this bad stuff starts happening. But basically, the general concept behind there ends up being a riot at the end. Uh-huh. They start tearing down stage designs. They start lighting them on fire. There's literally, like six or seven bonfires in the crowd yeah sounds like a social experiment it was it was and it was the what they determined was that there a lot of these pent-up um white suburban males who are in like college age yeah have a lot of anger issues to work through yeah and that's kind of what was like coming out and that's what like fight club's narration is really interesting because it's the same time frame it's the same concept yeah of Give well, the chance they'll beat the fuck out of each other to feel better. There's a lot of um, self-examination in the 90s, and then even back now about how it's a t- it was a time of like relative peace and prosperity. Mm-hmm. Like we had the Gulf War, but that wasn't really anything. No, <laughs> um, and that, like the country was uh, thriving economically to a certain extent. You had yeah. like the Clinton years, where like our biggest controversy was like the president got a blowjob. Yep, rough. Which you should hear how they were back in the day. Uh, <laughs> And then just, like, he lays it out in the movie where he's talking about that, like, Gen X. You know, Gen X's whole thing was, like, not giving a shit. Yeah. Um, and he has the dialogue where he's like, we have no great war, no great depression. Mm-hmm. Our great war is a spiritual war. Our great depression is our lives. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, like, that's why Nirvana even burst onto the scene. It was, like, channeled a whole different form of inner dialogue really mm-hmm. which i always wonder what would happen if like you know kurt Wayne, kurt Wayne didn't kill himself and nirvana just kept going oh uh, they would have just sucked you think so <laughs> yeah hmm. like every every single artist just like taps out eventually at a certain point and it just starts trying to recapture something they can't recapture or evolve into something nobody likes in the same way yeah, the audience moves past them or whatever because they might try something different. Yeah, well, because well, everything moves in cycles. Yeah, and specifically with that, like I semi recently listened to uh, Dave Grohl's autobiography. Uh-huh. Really fucking interesting, by the way. Yeah, he... listen to the Foo Fighters and you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Foo Fighters. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, Dad. <laughs> first of all, this is a Foo Fighters stand household. Fine. Um, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um. No, and, and Dave Grohl is the fucking peach of a human being. I love, I love him. Dave Grohl. Um, the, the audiobook's fucking great. Um, but he tells, like, basically the story of, like, how he, like, found out about everything with Kurt, and he was just like, fuck. Like, yeah, like, he, like, kind of lost himself in everything that was going on and, like, didn't know how to, like, you know, live in the moment and actually, like, not just be on, like, hella drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, he, like, he felt like he needed to do that to, like, keep up. Yeah. And it's just fucking sad. Well, it's it's like anytime you delve into these people that are venerated as great artists, mm-hmm. and like the things that are gener- that are inside of them that are generating this art that we love are things that they're they are struggling with. For <laughs> you sure. know what I mean? Uh, and it's been that way for like all time. Yeah. I and then we find sure. out, and we're like, "Who knew?" And we're like, "Well." <laughs> Someone probably should have figured there's it no out at some thing, point. There's no such thing as an untroubled great artist. No. 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 There's no. 
And now people are just like allowed to go to therapy. Mm. Um, whereas 20 years ago, like there was something wrong with you uh-huh. if you like sought help. But like now it's like more normalized and like encouraged. Yeah. But if you'd rather make great art for us to enjoy, that's That's fine cool too, with me. I guess. Yeah. Works, yeah. Um, or start a fight club, I guess. Yeah. yeah. To circle that back. <laughs> we also did a totally segue off of poor Robert Paulson. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and his bitch shits. <laughs> so your thoughts on Bob? Poor guy. Uh, great character, MVP. <laughs> That's facts. Nice man. He is a nice guy. Real, real shame. It is. They t- took a bullet to the head. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. As they... But in death, he has a name. Yes. They are all Robert Paulson now. <laughs> um, it's a little interesting how he... They did truly just bury him in the garden. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I was fully prepared for that. I wasn't prepared to like see like his like Brains. brain stuff. Um, mm. So that was a thing. Um, Venture, baby. Yeah, movie doesn't pull away from gore, that's for not sure. Not wrong. Um, other things I was not prepared for, um, emotionally, physically, or otherwise, was the, like, suicide attempt at the end. <laughs> Trigger warning. Mm. Oh, where you like... Um, that is an interesting, like, part, because it's one of those things where he, I think he aims the gun to not kill himself. Yeah, he had to symbolically... Kill. Kill Tyler. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And... Like, how, like, just chill he is about having shot himself in the face, though. Mm-hmm. You should read uh, Palinuk's book, Invisible Monsters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Writing that down. At that point, like, pain is nothing to him. He gets the shit beat out of him, like, every weekend. Well, yeah. Um, like, that again, like, he's just trying to feel something. So, like, yeah, yeah maybe, like, that was, like, the final thing he needed to feel was, yeah. like, a death. <laughs> just get rid of Tyler, too. Mm-hmm. Full on, because he, like, had that realization. He goes, oh, wait, you're not even holding the fucking gun. I'm holding the fucking gun. Yeah, mm-hmm. which, I mean, like, if we want to, like, kind of go back to it, like, um, you know, he it's revealed that, like, he blew up his own apartment, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, like, he goes to live in, like, Tyler's, like, dilapidated house. Which I'm sure yeah, is just an abandoned house, yeah. yeah. For sure. Where does this take place? Uh, I want to say New York. De- are they in Detroit? Are they, is it Detroit? Because he works for the automobile industry. Mm. I'm trying to figure it out. And there's right. a whole abandoned neighborhood, so it seems like Detroit to me. That could be Detroit. <laughs> So there's this one house in the middle of the fucking, what do you say, like in the nuclear? It takes, it's set in Delaware. Delaware? Oh. So it's um, near the, a screen door factory? I guess. <laughs> yeah. The, the way you're supposed to figure it out is like the license plates and oh, okay. like the oh. addresses and stuff. Interesting. So just I didn't like, even know Delaware had a big city. And I guess in the book, it's very like well known yeah, that it's, it's Delaware. It's Delaware. That's interesting. Yeah. What is in Delaware? That's where uh, Joseph Biden is from. That's it. <laughs> Our boy. <laughs> Other than that, I didn't know there was like cities in Delaware. Okay, so I didn't know there were cities. In... It's just a state. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hills. Um, how did you feel about the "it's going to happen regardless" ending? You can't stop it. I mean, that's just mayhem. life, baby. They blow up all the. <laughs> blow up all the credit card companies. Some harmless domestic terrorism. Yeah. yeah. Some casual. I love pre nine eleven movies. Where... I was just gonna say, little do they know that two years later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no, pre nine eleven movies are fucking wild because. You wanna know the fucked up part? This came out in the Venice Film Festival on September tenth, nineteen ninety nine. Well, what's more fucked up is they do it through the means <laughs> of the first attempt on the World Trade Center. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the uh, bombs in the vans. Mm-hmm. And it just worked. And so they reset everybody's credit scores, I guess. Debt. I don't think that would have worked the way they thought it, it would have. Yeah. No, there's Because, I mean, there was up. still a database yeah. that was probably, yeah, backed up somewhere. 
Maybe but, not a cloud per no, se. No, I mean, and the internet was still so young, infantile that they probably would have lost quite a bit of data. <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Like, do, but nothing in this country is about making anything fair for anyone. So they would just be like, yeah. oh yeah, like the the five data points we do have, we're using that. Everyone else get fucked. Yeah. I also or whatever. I also really like the more subtle stuff of like anybody who would have been working in those buildings overnight is probably part of project man yeah. <laughs> so they're not in there working they cover and, that right. yeah because they're like i'm gonna murder all the like janitors and shit he goes yeah. no they are with us yeah exactly because it's it's that's just i get where you're yeah. going on like the the purge shit because it's just truly like the common man all gathering together no yeah. like and that's kind of like the thought that i had like the, kind of from the, the beginning yeah it's the 99 um, we can go back into like even the um the 99 like protests and shit that were happening mm-hmm. against the one percent well, right. It's just what this movie is also illustrating. Yeah, when Bane that. broke everybody out of Blackgate. Exactly, <laughs> when that happens. Um, I haven't seen the most recent Purge, so I don't know. Because I know, like, that one's kind of about, like, I think taking it back from, like, the man. Because, like, the, in the, like, Purge movies, it's, like, the rich people that, like, don't get fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about. Yeah, and this is, like, the literal antithesis of that, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of the vibe I was getting. And so I know the more recent movie I think has something to do with that. I, I haven't, haven't seen it, it, so I can't speak to it, but what more like movies set during the purge but aren't about the purge. About just like all the like side shit. Just like going a on? side story of like something fucked up that's happening that this person has to deal with because of the purge. Isn't that the second one? The second one is the like one yeah. with Frank Grillo. I think so. Like them like running through and like living in it. That one's yeah. fun too. He like goes out at night and protects people from purgers. Yeah. yeah. I would just kinda want like just yeah, that could be like one story and then another one could just be I think they did touch on this where like That's what it is. People That's get abducted and then like um like the wealthy were like hunting them down, kinda like the greatest uh oh, what the fuck is that book? The wealthy. The uh most Dangerous game. Most dangerous game. Yeah. yeah. Something like that get played out and it's just set during the purge. Yeah. Like, that would just be kind of like a fun little... You can watch the John Leguizamo movie, The Pest. <laughs> that's, that's what that's about. Is that what that's about? I think there's another movie coming out soon that's about that. Um, where it's like a chef. Oh, The Menu? That looks great. It does look good. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see that. Yeah, no, that looks... When does that come out? Uh, November. Yeah. November. November, like, 18th. Um, we went and saw a movie just recently, and I got them confused. And mm-hmm. I thought we were seeing The Menu, and we were seeing something else. What was that one movie we saw? Was it The Invitation? Yes. The uh, Vampire one? Different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not... Not that good. There's but, a there's a movie by uh, Luca Luca Guadagnino called Bones and All that coming out that same weekend that I can't wait to see. It. Oh, <laughs> that's fun. There's I was majorly disappointed though when I the invitation started. I'm like, oh, this isn't. Yeah, what like, I was this is what I thought it was. I, <laughs> this is what I get for assuming. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that yet, but I was curious. It was about fine. It. it was okay. Yeah. I saw Barbarian instead. Oh, how was that? That was great. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I haven't seen that, but. All right. Any other thoughts, feelings, concerns? Not really. That we kind of really touched on everything I had. Like, uh, again, like I was shook up to my core that like he was Brad Pitt the entire time. Yes. Um. So that was fun that it wasn't ruined for me. Um, I was shocked. I, will I say, legit thought you just knew. Yeah. Despite Zach's best efforts, it wasn't just, spoiled. For you. Despite no, my best efforts, like I am dumb enough to have not picked that up. <laughs> uh, no. So if that's any indicator of where this brain goes. <laughs> Yeah, I was shocked. I was happy. It was like one of my. It was the best surprise I could have gotten because I just assumned. Yeah, because like, everybody. I think you like saw it click yeah. for me. Like all of a sudden, I was just like, "Oh, what?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I just start like a smile starts like creeping up on the corner of my mouth, and he was like, "You didn't know," <laughs> and I was like, "Nah." <laughs> it's fun. It's a great plot twist. It was so d- definitely. Um, if I'm ranking these out of five, is that what you decided I was ranking these out of five? It's your ranking, so yeah, five works. 
it's your fucking show. Like, if it's my first time, am I ranking them out of, like, dildos? Like, dicks? I don't know. It's whatever makes your heart happy. Four and a half dicks out of five. (laughs) Sure. Whatever makes your heart happy. Sure. I don't know. As a virgin, I I couldn't tell you. Is that your final rating is four and a half? Yeah. That's good. I really enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. Well, that's good because we have it on Blu-ray. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, Jackson. Yeah. All right, you gotta talk about Halloween. All right, <laughs> but and I'm sorry I haven't watched it. I'm watching it today as uh-huh. I'm recording. Yeah. So all your words will resonate with me as I'm watching it. Uh huh. Um. So spoiler free ish. Okay. Um. I had a complicated. Like I really enjoyed watching it. Uh. Mm-hmm. Even I went and saw it last night. We had. We both had a really good time. And we enjoyed like the baffling elements of it as much as. Like the good, because there are there are character things in it that I was just like, this is so weird. Why did they do this? Huh. Um, and it's more like harmless. Just like there's a romance angle in it that I think is like interesting, but I think the way it's plotted out doesn't make as much sense as it could have. Okay. <clears throat> but the movie opens um, with the accidental death of a child. Oh. And kind of like turns it in an interesting way. Um, and then it's about like this person that was involved in it and the way the town reacts to them. And it like mirrors it to the Michael Myers story. Oh, interesting. Um, and I think the movie's getting a lot of strong reaction from the fan base that like do not like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, one it... of my girlfriends was like, so she watched it yesterday, like earlier yeah. in the day with her fiance. Mm-hmm. And she called me and she was like, that was trash. But the... <clears throat> What I will say is, like, slasher fans are very particular. Yes. They like their, like, horror mascots, and they yep. want the movie to be, like, a celebration of that horror mascot. And That's why she was upset. Yeah. And, and <laughs> like, I love Michael Myers, and I love Halloween. Uh, the movie is much less about Michael Myers as a character. More of an idea. Well, more of, like, what is the nature of the evil Mm-hmm. that and i feel like this whole trilogy has been an exploration of that to a degree oh yeah like the first movie i think definitely deals with the idea that like whatever's in michael myers kind of radiates badness from him and everybody whose life he touched has been negatively impacted by it yeah you see it in like the doctor mm-hmm. um in that movie uh you see what happened to laurie strode in her mm-hmm. life and then the second movie it's about how it affects like the town and delves into like is it supernatural like what is going on exactly is he getting stronger the more he kills like in a literal way yeah more than a figurative way so this movie takes that i think to its inevitable sort of conclusion and deals with that evil in a transitory way and like Hmm. is it something that can pass from michael myers to another person oh okay And just sort of like deals, or is it just the experiences are the same, but in a different way? And it deals with a lot of really interesting stuff. I don't think it was wholly successful. Mm. Um, I think it loses a lot of the ambiguity that makes Michael Myers cool to me. Peel too much of the curtain back? Yeah. Well, with the character they introduce. Gotcha. Um, But I... I don't, I'm still kind of grappling with it. Like, mm. I, I just saw it last night. I didn't give it a star rating on Letterboxd. You're still, like, contemplating You need just... to digest it. Maybe but watch I, it again. I do not reject it out of hand the way a lot of, like, horror fans have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what I like about Halloween is just straight up different from, like, people who just like slasher movies. Well, Halloween's never really been, like, a real slasher movie to me. No. Well, what I think is so 
perfect about that first John Carpenter Halloween movie. What I think makes it a masterpiece is it is a very simple container mm-hmm. for limitless volume. Yeah. Like it's a very like it's a babysitter murder story. Yep. And it's told in this way that's like very ambiguous and very much like you're hearing an urban legend, like somebody's telling you the story that they heard from a friend. This happened to my friend's sister. Like Yeah. That sort of deal. But then it also the vagueness with which Michael Myers is treated makes him this sort of like infinite like he's not a person he's the shape of evil that's why that featureless mask is so perfect exactly it's just the shape of a man yeah it's just the concept of yeah uh, yeah human and is he supernatural maybe who knows how he got that way it doesn't matter yeah and then what the real terror of that movie and the real terror of michael myers is like why is he doing this why is this happening there is no reason yeah like, this terrible thing is happening to you, and it's just because it's happening, and now you have to deal with it. He just found you interesting. Yeah. He yeah. just happened to see her. Yeah. That's why the whole thing with her being his sister, I think, sucked, sucked and I'm glad they did away with that. Yeah. It, yeah, it needs to go away. That's just a weird... Yeah. Don't attach them. Yeah. But the, the simplicity of Halloween is what I think is great, and the more you sort of add complexity to the narrative, the more you diminish the complexity of the themes, Yeah, in my opinion. So I, I think that's sort of a problem with the whole trilogy, the whole new trilogy. As much I really like that t- 2018 one. Oh yeah, and yeah, I yeah. see it as a great like successor to the original. Oh, 100 percent. Um, as yeah. to one of the most intense death scenes I think I've seen in a slasher. And I think there's some really great like kill moments in this movie too. Like just if you are seeing it as a slasher movie, there's some really great stuff. Yeah. But it's sort of like paced like the original, where they, there's not a lot of horror up until it's the, the build end up. it's the build up but they don't like deal with suspense a lot which That's is interesting, interesting. but so they it, don't david gordon green is just a different filmmaker than john carpenter yeah um john carpenter is very big on like the background he could just be in there when he does so well with that we when we came back from the movie we watched h2o because eva had never seen it oh god um and so much of that movie, I feel like, is written to be like the original, but the director just doesn't have it to mm-hmm. like get that out of it. So the most of the movie is just boring. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since I've seen H two O, and I have like no desire to go back. Yeah, it's interesting though, especially in context with its whole like post Scream. True. Thing. Yeah. True. We did watch Scream again. Yeah, it I is like... the movie that brought us Josh Hartnett too for the first time. Oh, H two O. Yeah, he's a national treasure. <laughs> Um, yeah, speaking of Scream, we watched Scream again, and like, mm-hmm. I texted you, I'm like, it's just, it's so good, because it's just a self-aware slasher movie that's also a really, really good slasher movie. Yeah. Yeah. Too much daylight in Scream for me. <laughs> I think that's, that's fair. That almost adds to the, uh, it's the fucked se- upness. It, it adds to the self-awareness, because I don't think Scream is scary other than the opening scene. No, 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 no. Because, no. like, Ghostface is too goofy. <laughs> Well, that's what makes him, like... That's what's so interesting and self-aware about it, though. And there's, like, yeah. the scene in the middle of the movie where you see him at, like, the convenience store, or the there's, like, they're at, like, a grocery store or something, and you see him just sort of, like, run through the background of it. I'm like, what's... What are they doing? Who's... Why is he doing that? Well, that's kind of, like, what I love about it is, like, Ghostface himself is just a fan of the slasher movie, so he's just doing what he thinks a slasher movie would do. Yeah. And it's it doesn't or work. Or he out. wants to see in it. Well, they, they, yeah, yes, they. Um, but they identify as they, though. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Great team. 
Uh, yeah, it's just like they're just doing what they assume a slasher person would do because of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and like if you look at most of his kills, he like stumbles into them. Like they always kind of get lucky with the fact that they get the kill. Like yeah. the garage door, she goes through the fucking cat door and gets stuck. Like oh, it's cool. I'll just turn it on. Yeah, and he gets lucky. Um, and so that's like super interesting, and that's why I love about it so much. It's just yeah, it's so fucking self aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and that's why the other ones don't. I don't think work as well because I think it's a one hit. Kind of wonder with that. Yeah, I kind of liked the new one. The new one is good. I thought they were doing interesting stuff with it. The but. new one's interesting because it's it's. <laughs> I laugh at it because it's almost. It also love, knows what it's doing. Well, it's a love letter to Scream, which Scream is a love letter to slasher movies. Yeah. So it's like a double. It's like remember how good we nailed it with this one time, which was also just. Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what kind of made it work. Um, adding new elements like cell phones. I thought that was genius in the new uh. one. With the um, home security lock. Yes, yeah. Zachary. We know that your issue with every modern horror movie is the iPhone. Well, any horror <laughs> movie, really. If the if you have a cell phone and it has reception, it ends most movies. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I always think he gets so mad when we're watching shit. He's like, if, you know, they have a fucking cell phone in their pocket. Like, <laughs> give me an example. Oh God, I can't think of any movie off the top of my head. I have to like kind of just be watching it. Um, but. Cell phones, like, have just kind of changed, like, a lot. Like, in the... Okay, for example, the first Halloween. Uh-huh. It was always her trying to get to a phone. Trying, like... The, a lot of it was, like, trying to get to a phone that she can use, and it's all landline, so she has to run from house to house. Uh-huh. That's always, like, an intense moment right there. Mm-hmm. Where... And the new one, like, it happened... It did it in the fact that he just attacked her so fast that yeah. she couldn't even get to her phone, right? That's one way to get around that. Mm-hmm. But when you're kind of running from somebody for that long period of time, and, like, you might be outside... I think it's very like logical to have a cell phone, grab it as you're running, hit nine one one, and then you're immediately calling the police. If you have reception. Yeah. Well, and then the police it's are like there. A suburb, they have reception. And then the police are there in like four or five minutes. And also, what yeah. are they gonna do? And yeah, yeah, what four... are they gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you have like somebody showing. You're up. dead already. Okay, yeah. so I'll g- actually give an example. Only <laughs> lived for four to five minutes. She of, <laughs> of a movie recently that he got like really upset about the cell phone thing. Okay. Yeah. Have you watched Hocus Pocus two yet? Yeah. Okay. I really enjoyed it. We don't what? need to unpack that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe we do need to unpack that. <laughs> <Jack> <laughs> an absolute piece of shit. But, like, you know, like, when they're in that, like, basement or whatever the fuck, and uh-huh. they're trying to FaceTime Homegirl? Yeah. He was, like, screaming at the television. He's like, why are you trying to FaceTime her? Like, why don't you just, like, shoot her a text or, like, anything else? And uh-huh. I'm like, well, you're not wrong. Like, clearly, if it's not working, nothing would have worked. No, it was the problem that it wasn't working. Is she couldn't hear them because she was on Facetime and had the phone like like. Well, no, no, they, they were, had bad reception. They were cursed. Yeah, the the reception was cursed, so that they couldn't like. They call couldn't out. reach out. Uh, I will also say that like <laughs> because she was on the Facetime. Kids that no, age they, mm-hmm. do just Facetime each other. Yeah, and I find that fascinating because I don't even want to talk on the phone. <laughs> like I will only text people for the most part. Yeah, I think that's such a weird generational thing. Where I'm like, I don't fucking get it. Yeah, like, do not Facetime me. <laughs> it was just my old person coming out then. I'm like, why shoot her a text? Yeah, or I don't a know. Phone call, so the phone's. Against yeah, that's ear. why they couldn't get out of the basement. They couldn't reach out. They were. Uh... It was like essentially like a magic cell phone jammer. Yeah. Convenient, but yeah, but that was your yeah, problem. Yeah, that's the whole fucking with... point. It's a, th- th- huh? That's how they answered your cell phone question. That's a, but that was your problem. Oh no, that, that was one of the many problems. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one of the many problems with that movie. Look, here's the thing. TLDR. I thought it was cute. I thought it was like a fun little modern retelling. It was a children's movie. So it's Pe- the first one. Yeah, I know, but people are <laughs> mad that like this one wasn't adult enough. Mm. And I'm like, but it wasn't for adults. Okay. Like I understand that they're <laughs> trying to tailor to our 
like our generation's children. Uh huh. Like as a group of childless people, but like if we had children, we would be showing them the show like, or this movie like, Oh, like I loved the first one so much. Watch this. Yeah. Like that's like the point. Yikes. Like, I don't know. My kid would be too smart for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I was very much thinking that they should have just upped the uh, humor up to everything for like the demographic. That's going to watch. Like my, like there's no, what was your gripe or gripes? I mean, really quick. If, It doesn't make any sense. Like, there's uh-huh. no second act. No. They, like, really bend over to, like, do the whole black flame candle thing again. Mm-hmm. I don't think it makes sense. When they first show up, they do, like, a little song and dance number. Who is that for? For themselves. That's yeah. ridiculous. Because in the first movie... I they... put a spell on you as, like, a thing. Well, yeah. they go up on a stage because right. they're at a party. Like It's, it's, a, it's a thing. A thing yeah. that makes sense in context. And then these filmmakers are like, oh, well, they do that in the first movie, so we'll just do it here because people like that. It was like, well, you need to use your fucking head for five seconds, please. And then they do it again. They yep. go to a carnival later yeah. and do another song. I agree that I think the first song number was dumb. But, like, that was my really biggest problem with it. Well, I think it's emblematic of, like, a movie that nobody put any fucking thought into. And they're like, well, let's just do it. Cash grab. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's honestly most... <laughs> it's the like, trend right now. Right. The, the old reboot. And I think out of, like, you know, a lot of these ones, especially that are, like, targeted toward children, I think it's less egregious than a lot of the I other ones. I don't know ones. if this was targeted toward children. I think I it was. I think was it was targeted toward... Millennials, yeah. yeah, that's why I'm upset. I don't. People who liked the movie, they targeted to people who liked Hocus Pocus. Exactly. I, I really, and I could be wrong. I'm not. I, I'm probably wrong. I feel like it was supposed to be like towards like our generation's kids. Like I, I think that like Jess was supposed to plop her three year old in front of it and be like, watch. This. I wouldn't show a three year old this. <laughs> <laughs> but then all, I think it does also show you what you could get away with in the '90s versus what you could get away with. Agreed. Now, because it, it it did feel much more infantile and much more afraid to touch on the sort of like just witchiness of yeah. that first one. There was one. no perverted. They they never show you them like yeah. eating a child. They don't. E- they <laughs> don't even try to do that. Yeah. No. Um, they hint at it like once or twice. That's what they do. But that's yeah. Where it stops. That's. I, I, I don't know. Just it. It's got kid gloves, but it's also got like a humor that I don't think is for kids. No. That's why it's. It walks the line too. Much. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it was supposed to be designed for this generation of 30 year olds to show their small children so that everyone enjoyed it. Yeah, but nobody enjoyed it except you. Yeah. <laughs> I just think they should have just. They should have grown it up. They should have realized who the audience was for. It was us for 30-year-olds. We're all going to get wine. I think they probably should have just not made it. Or not make it. (laughs) But if you do, don't be afraid to make it for the audience that is obviously going to watch it. Don't be afraid to age these characters and give us another, like, interesting aspect to look at them with. I thought it was bizarre that they didn't get at least one of the actors from the first movie back other than Billy Butcherson. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure that they paid those bitches way too much yeah. to be in that movie so they couldn't afford literally anybody else. But like who were like grown up Max Dennison now? Like nobody knows. Yeah, what are they doing? <laughs> Probably still writing the original yeah. Hocus Pocus residuals. You can't get Thora Birch back because her life is weird, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was I like I struggled through it. Like no, it was really I, hard to finish. I, I didn't I wasn't happy watching it. Um again I just feel like they missed the opportunity to make something really fun. And like if just Yeah. I would have been so curious to be like, all right, like, pull the gloves off. Disney Plus has like that adult aspect to it now or whatever because of Marvel. Like they're bringing in like Daredevil and stuff like that. Yeah. So, well, like, and Werewolf by Night too. So Werewolf by Night. The they most have... violent Marvel thing that they've made. That's very exciting. But yeah, there's like an adult aspect to Disney Plus now. Just don't pull any punches. Just be like, nope, this is Hocus Pocus 2, but it's for a 30-year-old audience. Just like make it like the first one. I don't know. Yeah. 
There were so the many first one felt like it was written by a person who <laughs> like had seen movies before and understood like screenplay structure. This is this yeah this is oh no I think this was probably handled by an intern but I think it was fine. written by an algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> one of those like AIs that like has to write a movie. Yeah, it made it watch Hocus Pocus a hundred times yeah. and then it was like do this in twenty twenty two. It was it was whatever. I like the Roombas. That was kind of that a was thing. truly terrible. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. The I thought that was funny. I like that little evolution. I like that their... they sucked up the salt when they yeah. were chopping yep. the thing. That was like a, a good setup and payoff. Yeah. yeah there were some things that were fun. They, that's kind of just I don't know. I just for yeah. me it was like it, it was like I don't know. It was like they were just so yeah. close to doing something actually kind of fun with that property. Yeah. Well, it's also it's got a real muddled message because it keeps dancing with this like, are they really bad or like is it just misogyny? Yeah. And then yeah. it gets to a point where they're like, no, they're really bad. Everybody who had that opinion was wrong and yeah. are being punished for thinking that. And then in the end, it was just like, oh, I just want to be with my sister. Yeah, I'm good I was again. like, well, what is this about? Yeah. Is it the redemption story? Is it them kind of realizing that? Yeah. What is it? It was written by like 30 people or one AI. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in between. <laughs> Nothing in between. Um, wow, we covered a lot in this podcast. We did. Yeah. Wow, geez, started with Fight Club. We covered New Halloween and Hocus Pocus too. So yeah. not expecting that. No, but I would say I like Halloween Ends. I don't know exactly beyond that. I would watch it again though. I get to it's on Peacock. Yeah, which is nice because now you get to like sit in your thoughts and then go watch it again and yeah, come to an actual conclusion. Yeah, I'm I'm happy they did it. I'm happy they took an attempt at it all. Yeah, and if it's kind of the story I'm thinking they're trying to tell, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's not what I would have done, but I did appreciate that they <laughs> liked it. Yeah, but no, I did turn my own um, idea for what the sequel to the 2018 movie should have been into its own thing. So I'm, oh. I'm writing that. <laughs> That'll be fun. You mm-hmm. have to bring it up. Maybe I when will. it's ready. Yeah, for Halloween we'll do it. <laughs> we'll be ready in two weeks. <laughs> no. Got a timer now. <laughs> Figured out. <laughs> I could pitch you the beats, but <laughs> do it. We'll see. What right now? No, I'm kidding. Because uh, I can't. <laughs> I will say that we're running on about 53 and a half, 54 minutes. So it depends how, how, how y'all feel about that. I can do it in like two minutes. Go. Go. All right. So you remember how t- uh, 2018 ends? Yeah. Michael comes to the trap house mm-hmm. and then they burn it down. I would have started the next movie with like firefighters putting the fire out, like smoldering ruins. And then you would just like cut. There's like dirty work boots stomping through gravel go back like things are settled down everybody's gone this like faceless drifter we don't see comes to the ruins of the house things are just smoldering the mask is there michael myers is dead burned gone Mm. the mask is there he picks up the mask cut to like whatever laurie allison and like the characters are doing and this new shape is just coming after them we never know why we never know who it is oh that's what I would have done with the sequel to it. And it would have explored this, like the transitory nature of like just the shape of evil Mm -hmm. who was Michael Myers. It doesn't matter. Michael Myers isn't here anymore, but it doesn't matter. It's still the shape. Yeah. It's still just this evil presence. that's just always going to be around. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Yeah. And it kind of resets the character too. Yeah. So I kind of extrapolated it into its own concept that I call final girl. And the movie starts with the third act of a slasher movie. We didn't see where everybody's dead. And this survivor girl um, is running from the masked killer. Mm-hmm. The cops show up and shoot him, like, bam, like, point blank in the fucking forehead. He drops dead. And then it cuts to 
however many months later and she's like in recovery trying to get her life back together and then in a police holding station the police have brought in this drifter uh but it just cuts to inside the holding the police station everybody's dead mm-hmm. he's gotten out and they had the mask in police evidence and you see like on a tv in the police station the story of like oh it's been this long since this horrible event happened the one survivor and he's like watching the tv and he has the mask and then the movie just goes on from there he just starts like coming after her for no reason other than to just do it yeah i like that and that's a fun way like i said to kind of reset I guess I don't know what they'd call him. He'd probably still get the name Michael, I guess. Who knows? No, you just call him the shape. The shape. I also would like to announce that it was almost exactly two minutes on the dot, and that was be impressive. Thank you. He's practicing. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, look, if I get anyone in an elevator. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta hit the shine. I'm ready. I'm excited to watch it. Watch it today. I'll let you know what I think. Nice. So. Right arm. What's next? Um, Let me check. Actually, let me go check on the big list. What's my next sexual encounter going to be? Gross. Oh, yeah. Jeez, I don't know. It's going to be gross. <laughs> <laughs> the checks. Uh, Alien. Oh, okay. That's going to be... Uh, oh, to follow up Predator? I guess pretty much. Wait, when are we doing... Where are we doing it next? Weekend? I mean, reasonably. Because if it comes out around Halloween, we should do Psycho. Oh, we should. Well, Psycho just for fun. She's seen Psycho. Oh, she has seen Psycho. I yes. thought we, it was on the list as one that... Oh, never mind. Then. Wait, no. I've seen <laughs> American Psycho, not Psycho. I own Psycho. So. I still haven't seen it. Oh, that's right, because Kim borrowed it for so long. Yeah. Uh, oh, then let's watch Psycho then. Let's wow. do that. Shamed her. Oh. <laughs> it was deserved. <laughs> the four people listening. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, so Psycho, I guess. So, okay, so we're going to bump. Is that the vibe? Yeah, we're going to bump Alien down. We're going to go Psycho next, and then Alien. That way we'll stick with the spooky thing. But you're right. Psycho needs to be watched. You haven't seen Psycho? I guarantee I can. I have a feeling we're going to start Psycho and you'll be like, I've seen it. It's like, uh... No, I read the book. I haven't seen the movie. Okay. It's very different than the book. Yeah. Because yeah. I semi-recently read the book. Okay, well, I'm excited now. We'll watch Psycho then. Right on. So, all right. In that cool, case, cool, cool, cool. goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.